Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, we got a lot to talk about here today on the show. Obviously, last night was a Monday at Night Raw from Madison Square Garden. I thought the show was really good. What did you think about it? Tonight, we are going to see another Madison Square Garden show. SmackDown is there. Raw and SmackDown, both the go-home shows for the Clash of the Champions pay-per-view in Charlotte. And we got a lot of matches coming up for that pay-per-view. It is going to be a long show. Not sure how long. Uh, obviously, some of these are going to end up on the pre-show, but we can talk about all of that here today. Whatever your thoughts are on Raw, and we'll do a preview of SmackDown as well. 844-411-5411 is the phone number. That is toll-free, 844-411-5411. Lots of news as well, including Impact Wrestling's parent company finalizing a deal that is expected to lead to a new television home for Impact in the near future. In a press release issued yesterday, it was announced that Anthem, the parent company of Impact, has acquired a majority interest in HDNet LLC, which is the parent company of Access TV and HDNet Movies. Anthem, quote, will assume operating management of the two popular channels that cater to music, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle audiences. The deal also includes Access TV's extensive library of owned programming, including wrestling, MMA, and entertainment content. As many of you are aware... Uh, the Pursuit Channel is currently airing Impact, and nobody is watching. Access TV is doing well with both WoW and New Japan. So it appears that Impact is probably going to be moving to Access TV. And what this means for New Japan and what this means for WoW is to be determined. It's a very, very interesting story. We could talk about that today and so much more. Once again, 844-411-5411 is the phone number. Toll-free, 844-411-5411. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. 
I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. we got a lot to talk about here today. If you want to join us, the phone number 844-411-5411. That is toll-free, 844-411-5411. Text message is 425 780 7566. Raw was last night. I thought it was a very good show. Thought they had some good matches on the show. Thought they had some angles on the show. Thought Steve Austin was great. Thought they were very much building up towards The Fiend, laying out Steve Austin, but it did not happen. I don't know where they're going with Steve Austin. Okay? I have no idea. No idea if this is a one and done or what. What I do know 
is that Steve Austin has a show. And boy, before, listen, everybody, let me make this abundantly clear. Don't write a bunch of stuff on the Internet, write stories about this. I'm speculating here. I have zero news, okay? All I know is that Steve Austin is a show on the WWE Network. And every time they bring Steve Austin back to TV, and I guess this could change when we get the ratings tomorrow because they are going head-to-head with football. Every time they bring him back, it does a good number. Steve Austin delivered a stunner on the show last night. Steve Austin took a stunner from Becky Lynch on his show. I'm not saying that I expect Steve Austin to wrestle again. But what I'm saying is he's doing a lot more physically, and he's on the show during a time where he also has another show on the WWE Network. So my speculation is, my speculation is that he's going to be doing more stuff with WWE. I don't know this. I have no idea, okay? But I do know that last night, on Twitter and on the show, Bray Wyatt was making it very clear that he was calling out Steve Austin. I don't think they're going to have a match. I do think it's very possible that Steve Austin is going to be back on Raw. This is speculation, everybody. I think he's going to be back on Raw, and I think it's possible that Bray is, in fact, going to lay him out with that mandible claw. He's laid out various legends with that claw. Steve Austin is a legend. Steve Austin giving and taking stunners. Very clearly the guy is capable of taking the mandible claw. And maybe it will even lead to Steve Austin being a referee at Hell in a Cell. I don't know. All I know is... I can't watch that show as a logical, rational person and not think that they're going to do something at some point with Steve Austin and The Fiend. Don't think it's going to be a match, but I think they're going to do something. So we'll see. I have trouble watching that show. Wait, what's that? Is that Mike? It's me. You're here. the audio. I mean, I am. I am. It only took us... 48 hours to get you here on the air, but go ahead. I don't blame our side of things in this. It is definitely the uh, the cable uh, operation, but that's not important right now. What's important is, how am I supposed to take Bray Wyatt seriously at all, to be honest with you? Um, I, it is a great, it's a, it's different, and they have spent a lot of money on it, and it looks really cool, and he's got a scary mask. And he attacks old people, and cool. I, I'm i still not buying it. I don't know if this is going to be a, a, a some salt in the eyes, a, a little bit of hand-waving to, to throw you off course, and they're actually going to go with Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker. Uh, he's another stranger. They could be Stranger Danger who is showing up, and maybe that explains why the – Clock said November 19th, I, I don't know, or 11-19, which that I'm sure happened, you know, for a reason. There's not a reason that they, you know, they had 316 on there for a reason. I'm sure it's got 11-19 on there for a reason. What that reason is yet, we don't know, but I don't know. I, I It stands out as so, it is so left field, and I, the the old character got over quick with me and then died quick with me and died quick with a lot of people, and this one is a lot of cutesy, it's a lot of nonsense that doesn't really fit on the show. They don't sell it as much. You know, he goes and kills Mick Foley. They come back. It's like, ah, on to the next thing. It's like, I 
I know why people like this so much and how they say it's so different and all that, but you know what? It just kind of fits in with the rest of the stuff where I don't need to be a downer on this show because it was a, a good Raw, but this particular thing that I'm supposed to love so much, I'm still trying to figure out why everybody loves it so much and what I'm missing. I don't know, dude. I thought the show was great. The show, I mean, look, the, the show itself was very good. This particular thing with Bray Wyatt in a vacuum, and I'm still not giving up on it either, but... I just am not as bullish. And again, this whole thing with like, okay, it's going to be Bray and what, Steve Austin? This is stupid. No, <laughs> I mean, he's I just going to lay him you, out one stupid. time. They got to get the guy over for the hell in his cell. That's it. He didn't and get Aust- over killing McFoley. Like, how, do, how about he gets over killing somebody on the roster? He's going to be killing a lot of people on the roster. Why but the he idea kill is Joe? that he like, also kills older people. I mean, he, he... Oh, big deal. They, so they did the whole the thing with Randy Orton in the Legend Killer that helped him get over stunning or RKOing all the old legends. That was the beginning of his career. Yes, was well, the beginning of The Fiend. Dude, we'll see what happens. I don't know if he's going to do anything to Steve Austin. I just can't watch that show last night and not think that something's coming. Maybe nothing is coming. This guy here thinks absolutely nothing is coming. He says... Well, he's trying to explain this here to me. He says that... Uh, I can't even find it now. But basically, he said that if you listen to the promo, Bray is talking about how Austin is an old rattlesnake, and he's trying to justify to himself not attacking him. I don't know what Bray White's saying in his promos. I never have any idea. Old dog, new tricks. I mean, there's, I guess, if you wanted to strip back layers of it and come up with things, I mean, he's fighting off the demons from his past. Old old rattlesnakes can't be changed. Can Bray's changed, or can he be changed? Who the hell knows? I mean... I don't know. I, I just there I don't trust him with this either. And and there's the other thing is he said this could very well lead to nothing. The way a lot of these storylines at WWE, no matter how big they built him up, they have no problem dropping him. So says Brian. Watched the Bray promo. He tried to justify not attacking Steve by saying he was an old rattlesnake, insinuating he was harmless, but it intentionally made him look like he feared Austin, and that's why he didn't attack him. Which makes sense because as much as Bray should look strong, making Austin look okay. So I, th- this is. It started out good, then it fell off. Yeah, people they're they're trying to make Bray Wyatt into something. He is going to be getting the title match at Hell in a Cell. They are going to do whatever they can to get but that why? guy over. Why? Because they want to do a Hell in a Cell match with Bray Wyatt. That's I, I know. Why. I just, I just like we are to the point where it's like this guy hasn't even wrestled anybody. It's like well, he's got a title match. Like, isn't he that killed AJ's... and destroyed Finn Balor and sent him packing? One guy? Isn't that AJ's whole thing with Braun? It's like you looked at a belt. So he beat one guy and laid out an old man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we still have well over a month to Hell in a Cell. They have I'm plenty of time. I'm using wrestling logic, I know. The, the pay-per-view is not Sunday. They are, they are slowly getting this guy ready for Hell in a Cell. And Fair this enough. is one of those things. How about wrestling a match? Let's go to the phone, John. The air. What's going on? Hi, this is um, Andre from the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to ask a question regarding you and Dave talk about match structure throughout the show, um, comparing New Japan and WWE and AEW. Uh, I was wondering, um, MMA, boxing, and, and New Japan, their match structure is basically most likely just one-on-one matches that gradually rise to a crescendo with the main event. 
with WWE and AEW, they have different structures of matches where they have um, tables matches, ladder matches, casket matches, what have you. So they might have a situation where they peak the crowd very early with their ladder matches that's in the middle of the show, and then when it comes to the main event, it doesn't have the same effect because sometimes it's just a one-on-one match. So you think that might be a problem for WWE and AEW in the future since the matches are just different from straight-on one-on-one matches without gimmicks? Well, I mean, you're right that New Japan doesn't do gimmick matches, but New Japan doesn't just do straight matches all the way up and down the card. They do like a bunch of six-man tags on the undercard, and they build up to their big singles matches. AW and WWE, you don't have to have a Cracker Barrel match on every show. You don't have to have a ladder match on every show. You don't have to do what WWE does and do five stip matches on a show. You can do one. You can have it be the main event. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Like, there's no one right way. And I don't understand really the point of the call other than to point out that New Japan doesn't do stip matches. We'll see if their match order will work. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517-800-932-5517-800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Attention business owners. Are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan? Have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables 
schools, not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183 That's 800-847-1183 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person that texted a while ago about the rattlesnake says, Austin should not take anyone's finish is all I'm saying. Yes, he's old, but he's the most over guy they have. Letting him take finishers like Bray's will turn him into angle. He's never going to get a chance to get his heat back. Listen, the whole point of bringing back a legend is to try to give the rub to somebody else. You cannot just have this guy who's the most over guy in the entire show and he doesn't transfer any of that to anybody. The reason that Kurt Angle became a disaster is because everybody beat him. Everybody beat him like a drum. He got beaten every week on television. He got laid out all the time. No, absolutely you should not do that with Steve Austin. But Steve Austin laying down for one guy's finish to get him over for a championship match at Hell in a Cell, that's hardly the end of the world. He doesn't need to get his heat back. That's the whole point. When everybody gets their heat back, nobody gets over. So if you want to make Bray Wyatt, then I don't see anything wrong with him laying out Steve Austin with his mandible claw and using that to try to transfer some heat to him to get over the match with Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. It's not the end of the world. You're right, and it's not the end of the world if they try and fail, but the fact that it's like, well, they they got to try. You better succeed. If you're going to sacrifice Steve Austin for Bray Wyatt, and I'm not saying that, like, I'm not as down on that idea per se um, than some people are. It's just a matter of if you're going to also do that, which I don't, you know, it, again, the character is separate than from, from this particular thing. If you are going to do this, you better have Bray Wyatt through the moon. Do not waste this with Steve Austin. They have done this a lot. And I understand it will not get to the point of a Kurt Angle with Steve Austin, just very simply because he won't let it get to that way. Uh, and, and nobody else will either. Um, that doesn't mean that this is, again, that this is going to work. And if they are going to do it, they better go all the way with it. They have done plenty of things and not gone all the way with it and dropped it. And I am not, again, back to the character of Bray Wyatt in this presentation and everything else. I'm just still not as bullish now, again. Let me also say this, too, about that last caller who called. WWE also is in a trap when it comes to these shows of still sometimes thinking they're in a different era. And it's one thing to play to the hours. You should play to the top of the hour. You should be semi-aware of what is going on on other things, including in football. But with that said, they need to concentrate more on their own show and the meat and the guts of their own show and keeping people entranced for the whole time. And that's also the difference between New Japan and WWE is WWE actually does have to play to TV, where New Japan does not have that at all. They have no regular weekly TV. They have a clip show. All of their other TV are these live events that they put on. Here's the other thing about the WWE usage of stipulation matches and how this is different from New Japan, and especially different. Well, not especially, but it will be different for AEW, or it should be. WWE 
has three hours of Raw on Monday and two hours of SmackDown on, well, it will soon be Friday. And they've also got AEW. So they've got 12 hours of programming every month on Monday night. 12 hours every month of programming on Monday night with a limited roster. Now, granted, AEW is doing two hours Wednesday, so they could also run into this problem. New Japan does not have this problem. When you have that much programming, what are you going to do to make a pay-per-view special? Because for 12 hours every month, you see people in the ring doing wrestling matches with each other. Now, what that means is, in order to make the pay-per-view special, you either have to be an incredibly good booker to keep people apart long enough where they will be interested in seeing them wrestle on pay-per-view, and with a limited roster over the course of a year, I mean, everyone's wrestling everybody. Or what they do is they do stipulation matches. So, yeah, we've seen Bailey and Sasha in a tag match a thousand times. Well, now we're going to see them in whatever the stipulation match is going to be. That's what WWE does to try to make their pay-per-view event special because they also do pay-per-views every single month. So you have 12 hours of Raw and you have eight hours of SmackDown, and then you have a four-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view. Their solution is stips. Stip, 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 stip. That's what makes the pay-per-views different. Now, AEW, they're going to do two hours a week, and they're going to do a big pay-per-view event four times a year. So they don't have to do stipulation matches on TV all the time. They don't even really have to do that many stipulation matches on pay-per-view. It's going to be a little bit easier to make things special because you're not oversaturating your audience with 8 million different programs and matches. So we'll see what they end up doing. I don't think you're going to see 55,000 random stip matches on the AW shows. You will have some here or there, but I think that they can they can largely survive on just putting matches together. And WWF doesn't need or WWE doesn't need to do that as much as they do. They don't need to book themselves into a corner with the stipulation matches. That's for sure. The themed pay-per-views is silly. Uh, again, it's understandable from a marketing point of view, all those things that have nothing to do with wrestling. In some ways, I understand it, that you want to have exit this amount of time and you know the toys are going to come out for Christmas, whatever the deals are that have nothing to do with wrestling of why they do some of this stuff. Fine. You know, well, Hell in a Cell is also Halloween masks because it's October. Well, yeah, and all that and all that sort of good stuff and, and understandable. And the issue I have is not necessarily with the stipulation matches because we all grew up with them in that on Clash of the Champions of the pay-per-views of the big shows. You had that big blow-off, whether it was as simple as a cage or, you know, to the point where we've gotten with everything else. It's how you get there, and that's the biggest thing with WWE and unfortunately how they get to a lot of these things is awful and they are doing a good job at least these last couple they've announced you know the matches ahead of time we know where we're going we know what the build is but you look at like you know some of their massive failures from all you know this entire year including SummerSlam being the you know the biggest shiniest example and you know you can have all the gimmick matches and all the the stipulation matches in the world if people don't care when they come on you know you're going to get what you're going to get. This person here says, It was hilarious to listen to Seth call himself the best wrestler on the planet last night, only to get massive boos. And I didn't hear this one. I heard the CM Punk chants. I heard the AJ Styles chants. Apparently there were Okada chants from the crowd at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> How about that? Hey, good. Smart you know crowd. What? You, want, you wanted Austin to rub off on somebody last night? It should have been Seth Rollins. That dude... 
you know, I didn't believe some of the comments that he made and how he has come across in the media, basically non-working in the ring there on TV. I didn't realize maybe the damage he had done to himself. And granted, it was New York and everything else, but like, damn, <laughs> it's, it, they really pulled a hard right with him as far as the reaction that they want to get with what they certainly have been getting. Well, if you do this in your average WWE town, I mean, they're just going to sit there and listen to the guy say he's the best in the world, and they're going to agree and chant that I he guess, deserves yeah, it. I guess, yeah. But, but if you go in front of a smart crowd, Seth Rollins better not be out there calling himself the best in the world or he's going to well, get he, it. He sounds like he – and there's the other thing, too. is And I like Seth Rollins. Again, I, he would be one of my picks over other people, you know, that we were doing that Will Ospreay thing. But with that said – He's coming across so disingenuous, and he comes across, at least in the promo last night, it's just like he's coming across as a douche. He's like, I usually don't like this, but now I'm down. Like, come on, Dad. Like, stop. You know, and then, no, 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 it didn't work. Spurs says, why did Bailey take the pin? She just turned heel. Well, here's my theory. I talked about this yesterday on the show. They've got big matches coming up at the pay-per-view for the Raw and SmackDown title, and one of them is Sasha and Becky, and Sasha just made her big return. They're pushing her like crazy. So my guess is she's beating Becky for the title. Maybe she won't. Maybe there'll be some sort of screw job finish and Becky will hold on till WrestleMania, but I have this feeling that maybe Sasha's going to beat Becky. Now, as far as Bailey and Charlotte, well, here's what we have. Charlotte is challenging in her hometown. And so what I think is going to happen is that Bailey is going to beat Charlotte in her hometown. That's why Bailey did the job on Monday. But then, in a few weeks, guess what? They're going to be in San Jose, which is Bailey's hometown. And so I expect that Bailey is probably going to lose the title in her hometown. I don't Ridiculous. know any of this. I'm just looking at WWE history and what yes. they do. And what they do is, if someone's winning at the pay-per-view, they're usually, about 65% of the time, doing the job on Raw. And she's in her hometown, and then Becky or Bailey's in her hometown. So that's what makes sense to me based on history. We'll see. And you know what? I don't think they embarrassed Bailey in her hometown last time around. So, which means she's due. Speaking of chants, what was with half the crowd doing the pro Baron Corbin chants? Well, they were in Madison Square Garden, and you've got a, you've got this crowd. Somebody dared them. I don't know. It, you know what's funny about it was. There were some chants for Baron Corbin, but as soon as he won, as soon as they knew that he was actually going to win, there was no pop. There were no cheers. Like when Ricochet hit that 630 and everybody saw him pop up from outside, they were furious. And when he slid in and stole that pin, there were no <laughs> cheers. There was no yay for Baron Corbin. They were mad. Because sometimes you do your funny chance because you don't think it's going to – I I, I don't know. I don't think the people chanting for Corbin actually thought that he was going to win that match. And then when he did, they were like, oh, my God. The finals of the King in the Ring are Baron Corbin versus the winner of Chad Gable versus The Drifter. So we could get a Baron Corbin Drifter finals after – I know some people have, have, oh, it's not that good, blah, blah, blah. Name me a better King of the Ring. Find one. I'm not saying it's the G1, but find me a better King of the Ring tournament. 
and now your finals of this tournament could come down to Corbin versus the Drifter. It's probably going to be Car- uh, Corbin versus yeah. Chad Gable. Yeah, but God you, only a, knows. A troll toll to pay for those uh, good matches that you like there, buddy. That's your final. That's what you're going to get, pal. And you know what? Vince McMahon's spiritual advisor is going to help him at ringside uh, and be out there for that match. All right, back in a moment. Observer Live. Now's the time to travel and be with the people you care about the most. And at Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn Express, we're helping you be there for less. Save at least 25% at thousands of hotels worldwide if you book by September 24th. You won't want this moment to pass you by. So book today at HolidayInn.com. Terms and conditions apply. You've heard me talking about four hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age of 35. And once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Solution, 4hymns.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hymns is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians at FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Order now. Listeners to this program can get started with the 4HIMS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 while supplies last. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4HIMS.com slash wrestling. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wrestling. 4HIMS.com slash wrestling. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench for Blue Emu. Hemp oil is everywhere, but not every hemp oil product is made the same. Now introducing Blue Emu Plus Hemp Oil. Why not trust the Blue Emu brand that has been the number one selling emu oil brand for over five years? Blue Emu Plus Hemp Oil has been organically grown. It is pesticide-free, non-GMO, made in the USA, and most importantly, odor-free. Order Blue Emu Plus Hemp Oil today on Amazon or the Blue Emu website. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, if you were listening yesterday, in the preschool update, we tried again today, and we are approaching the time where they call the yesterday, and no call yet. So, I guess we'll see if she makes it at least through the end of this show. And if she does, there's two more hours. 
very, very traumatizing for all of us here. This person here says... Enjoy the silence. NXT at the Paramount in Seattle. Has there been wrestling there before? Yeah, NXT. I was there. It was awesome. <laughs> it was great. So hopefully I can make it to that show. It's coming up, I believe, later this month, if I recall. Or maybe it's later in October. can't remember the exact date. Somebody will send it to me. Let me and ask also, you a, a pure opinionated question. You get a small venue like that, that small little venue, and you've seen New Japan, you've seen NXT, you've seen everybody. If you had a chance, and this includes the main roster, to see one brand in that type of venue again, it, 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 if you only have one, who are you going to choose? Dude, I don't care. <laughs> NXT can That's go back fair. there again. New Japan can <laughs> go there. It was awesome. I saw New <laughs> Japan in the Temple Theater. That was great. NXT. Small venues with hot fans are awesome. By the way, I want to update this from yesterday since I was talking about best King of the Ring tournaments. And Dave mentioned 1993 because Brett. there was a King of the Ring that Bret Hart won. And uh, he said that it was it was at least he said all of the Bret Hart matches were great. So I was going through the tournament and we had all the Bret Hart matches, but we also had Mr. Perfect beating Mr. Hughes in six minutes. <laughs> well, Bam Bam Bigelow beating Jim Duggan in five oh. minutes Ooh. and Lex Luger and Tatanka going to a 15-minute time limit draw. Well, I have been sent a text here from this fella that says that Lex Luger Tatanka 15-minute draw from King of the Ring 93 was actually a great match, as crazy as that sounds. So well, I may have to go watch that match, because that does sound crazy. It's a good Hey, look, to be honest, like 15 years from now, on paper, if you forget about the King of the Ring, and we all very well may, and you see... Baron Corbin and Cedric Alexander on paper, and you go, well, that couldn't have been any good. It's Baron Corbin. And it's like, well, that was arguably Baron Corbin's best match in WWE. Man, this person here says, thoughts on the Rock and Roll Express being added to the New Japan Fighting Spirit Unleashed tour. I don't want to talk about it. Dude. This could have been me and Tom. It could have been. Could have been. But, uh, hey, I saw the Rock and Roll Express wrestle couple of matches this year, um, one of which they won, two of which they lost, and those matches were against the Briscoe brothers. Uh, one was at the NWA show in Atlanta, uh, I believe it was. The other was the Ring of Honor show just a couple of weeks ago in Knoxville in a, man, I tell you what, a crowd that was not uh, deserving of having the Briscoes and Rock and Roll Express 2, which featured Ricky Morton with a suicide dive outside the ring, just amazing now i will say this if you wanted to see one of those two matches the the nwa one was far better for a couple of different reasons including just the how the match was structured which was the briscoes basically kicking the s out of the rock and roll express uh because that's how they should have did it and the rock and roll express got some moves off they looked good they did some wily veteran things and and got the advantage a couple of times but it was a a short decisive but fun match I don't know what the Rock and Roll Express can provide for New Japan. Uh, I don't know if this is a one-off, whatever. I, I, I'm sure for the guys that are working there, 
man, how great is that? You know, Adam and I on the Big Audio Nightmare Show, which is up for subscribers uh, up at F4WOnline.com, we talked about how, how great would it be to see the Rock and Roll Express again show and yo with Rocky Romero bouncing around at ringside. That would be fantastic. But any more than that, I don't know. And it is so. No, they a, need to face Yano and Taguchi on well, every sure, in look, every building. But that's the thing. I mean, all of that stuff would be really super fun. But like, I mean, and it's kind of crazy. Look, they're being booked for Lowell, Massachusetts. It's not like uh, Ring of Honor's running, you know, Chattanooga or Richmond or something like that. That's a short drive. So I don't know what this is indicative of. If it's just this one off or not. But if it's going to be a thing on the regular, I think they're just selling tickets to these events with a with a one off for this tour. Hide him in six mans. I guess, Have him yeah. do some fun stuff, some comedy. I'm not going to complain. Let's I'm go not going to gonna complain. But... That's weird, obviously, but let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, how's it going today? It's going great, dude. What's up? Hey, you know, I just wanted to express that I'm not really digging the King of the Ring finals, and a lot of that has to do with Baron Corbin. You don't say. I'm just not a really big fan of Baron Corbin. And I think he's really killing my experience when I'm watching WWE. Um, well, let me defend, believe it or not, to, hold on. Let me defend yeah. Corbin. I never thought I'd do this. Okay. His last two matches have been very good. So Chad Gable is an excellent professional wrestler. Chad Gable is short. Baron Corbin is tall. Like it's an easy story. They could very well have a really good King of the Ring final. Now, here's here's the thing that I have not figured out yet. Who is going to win this tournament? Because Corbin has been putting that crown on and sitting in that throne every single week on television. Now, rarely do they do something like that, and then the guy wins in the end. Usually it's the other guy. Do I think that they're actually going to make Chad Gable the king of the ring? Maybe they will. If Corbin wins, he does the King Corbin thing. He's annoying. Uh, Hopefully he still has good matches, but, I mean, he's still Baron Corbin, so I guess we'll see. I'm not really looking forward to the idea of King Corbin. But the other thing is, what do you do if amateur wrestling star Chad Gable wins? My fear is that they decide, well, he's short, and he's royalty. He's going to be Napoleon. Short guy, complex, heel. I just see them doing something like this with the guy. I don't know if I want to see that. Maybe he'd be great. I don't know. But I guess we'll see who wins on Sunday. Well, if if you were uh, a short uh, uh, Napoleonic heel, what would you do if you were Chad Gable? How would you play that, Brian? Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Anything else, caller? Well, I just had a problem. I think I have a problem with the direction WWE is going. I'm not really understanding the type of product they're going out. I mean, the commentary kind of spews out this propaganda. And one thing I think that might be a solution, and I know it's kind of far-fetched, but I want to see Vince McMahon get back on commentary for at least ah, like not happening. WrestleMania. Not happening. I th- not happening. No. I think that would just get me to understand the product because I, I sometimes I watch. Dude, and I'm like, hold on a second, buddy. Hold on, hold on. I got two things. Okay, number one, if you could bring the Vince McMahon of 1992 superstars back, <laughs> please, you're killing me, Mike. 
If you Sorry, could, pal. If, if you could bring that guy back, I would love to see him doing commentary. Okay, but number one, that's not this Vince, and number two, I don't think this Vince understands what's going on with his own product. He changes it every week. Yeah, hey, can you bring back Howard Cosell, Vince? Like out, out of the uh, <laughs> out of the eighties? It's not going to work. <laughs> hey, listen. Had a person here saying, I can't even believe they sent this this message here. Has a babyface ever won the King of the Ring tournament? Weren't we just talking about Bret Hart winning? Yeah. Was he a heel at that point? I don't remember that. I don't think he, no, because it was the whole thing with Lawler. So here's a list of King of the Ring winners. Don Morocco won in 85, and he <laughs> beat awesome. the Iron Sheik, so I presume he was a babyface. Yeah. Uh. Randy Morocco. Savage won in 87. He was definitely a baby face. Tito Santana, 89, absolutely a Always. baby face. Never, never a heel. Yeah, Bret Hart won in 91 and 93. He was a baby face. The Owen Hart, Owen Hart was the King Hart, so he was a heel. heel uh, yeah. Whatever you want to call Steve Austin. Uh, Ken Shamrock versus well, he was a The heel Rock. At the time, and it was the Jake Roberts thing, so technically he was a heel. Was Ken Shamrock a baby face or a heel at that point? June of 98. He may have been a baby face. Well, he was a he was a baby face in December '97 because he faced Michaels. So unless he turned heel, he was a baby face. Yeah. Uh, Billy Gunn. He was definitely a heel because that was he, that led him into the Rock. They were going to try to to get him going, and that that was it. They had one feud with the Rock, and that was it for Billy Gunn. And then Sheamus and Bad News Barrett. I can't remember if they were baby faces or heels. No, Sheamus, they killed. Remember, they killed Sheamus. He was a bad guy, and he became the cowardly king heel. And Barrett was, you know, cheered wildly, but he was a bad guy. Bad News Barrett. So there you go. So, yes, they have had many babyface winners, but not lately because, as I've mentioned a million times, it's all about getting heat now. We'll see if that changes Sunday. They couldn't even get it right with Barrett. You know, so what are the odds they're going to get it right with a Baron Corbin if they decide to go ahead and, and make him king? And it's just, you know, it the the surprise to me is not Baron Corbin has good matches. After this much time, you know, he should have good matches with certain people. But with the, it, to me, you're never – they're never utilizing him correctly. <laughs> and unless they're going to do this to, to spike Chad Gable into something, and I would give Chad Gable to Paul Heyman – and go do what you can with him because I think he's the only guy I would trust in that entire company with Chad Gable's future. But when it comes to this whole thing with King of the Ring, Baron Corbin needs to be a heavy. He needs to have a presence. He does not need to be in the mix because forget about Jaime. There are enough people out there that just don't buy this guy at a certain level. He's got he's got a lot of gifts. They just don't play to those strengths at all, in my opinion. All right, so a couple of things. First off, we have now exceeded the amount of time that Paisley made it through preschool yesterday. So that's a that's a victory. Uh, this person here says, NXT is two hours now, but one hour will be on USA, the other on the network. Will this continue after AEW starts? No, it's the first two weeks. Then it's going to be Test two run. hours on USA. Dry run. No, it's because the suit's final two uh, but it also serves for WWE. You should be looking at this as a dry run. I mean, yeah, there's the network reason as to why, but they could just not do it and then start it hot, you know, but they're doing the whole thing with the network as well. They should. They should do this. They should, but it's all because of suits, because this was a last-minute decision, because everything they do is a last-minute decision. Well, that's, that is true. YouTube's algorithm, this person says, is off, because they are adding videos of the Firefly Funhouse to the kids' section and it is showing up as a recommendation for kids who watch Baby Shark. Oops. Well, it says Funhouse. So, 
Left shark. Savage was most definitely a heel as the Macho King with Macho Cherry. King. Yeah. Well, he yeah. turned into the Macho King. Hold on a second. He won it after that, though. He already turned heel, that whole thing with Hogan. The split happened. He had Cherry. And, yeah, he became the Macho King after that. List of the King of the Ring winners. Randy Savage won in 87. So, no, he had not turned heel yet. I don't think he won in 87. He did. did Year, 1987. Winner, Randy Savage. Times one. One. But he was the Macho King only once. 1987. Randy Savage won the King of the Ring. He beat King Kong Bundy. So, that's what happened. I don't know about that. What are you talking about? What do you mean you don't know about that? Savage won the King of the Ring tournament in 1987. Savage's Mm -hmm. popularity was rising to the point that he was being cheered by a majority of the fans. Oh, he was a heel. So, okay, so here's, here's how it happened. He was a heel. He won the King of the Ring, but in doing so, basically turned babyface. Then he became a babyface, won the Intercontinental title, and later he turned heel. So he actually was a heel when he won, but he was being cheered as a babyface. So it's complicated. Stop it. But he... <laughs> what? Nothing. That's what happened. And quit peeking the mic. Let me give you some mic technique tips. If I'm you're going to laugh, right look away from the mic and laugh. <laughs> no, turn your head. I'm sorry, Dom. I'm sorry, listeners. I've been trying for years. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. 800-584-2519. 800-584-2519. 
That's 800-584-2519. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571-800-430-9571-800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, so here's the timeline. So Randy Savage was a heel, but the fans were starting to get into him, so he started getting cheered. So technically, when he won the King of the Ring in 1987, he won it as a heel, but he basically was a babyface very shortly afterwards, and he was feuding with the Honky Tonk Man. So that was the first, that was his, that was when he won the tournament. So then, a couple of years later, Hacksaw won the tournament. And what they did was they did a Macho Man versus Hacksaw match, where Macho Man beat Hacksaw to win his King of the Ring crown. That's when he became the Macho King. Randy Savage. And prior to 1993, all of these King of the Ring tournaments were just house show deals, although they were recognized on television because that's how we got the Macho King, Randy Savage. So there is your Randy Savage history, the King of the Ring crown that he wore twice during his career. Because of this, just on the strength, now I'm just going to go back and watch old wrestling spotlights, and and I'm going to have this story retold to me by Sean Ian Mooney, and the queen herself, Sensational Sherry. Second King of the Ring reign, this person said, was basically done to set up his feud with the common man, the polka-dotted Dusty Rhodes. Mm-mm-mm. So there you go. Well, believe it or not, it is 12.58. My child has now made it the full two hours today. So, boom. Congratulations to Paisley. We'll update you later on. Maybe I'll do a podcast with her and get the scoop. I want to thank Mike as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.